Yes, sir, we promised you a great man event here tonight. Sorry. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the world's number one sports and recreation podcast. I am His Majesty, uh, Peter Rosenberg. Stack Guy Greg will be joining me later in the show, but we start off with a very special guest. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Dipperstein is in the house, ladies and gentlemen. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. I see. Uh-huh. All right. Uh-huh. I see. You're hurting me. I I I I I see. Uh huh. I I see. Uh huh. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh oh, I'm sorry. How are you, Dip? You know it's crazy. I was. Um... You frequent the podcast world now. You're like a you're like a regular contributor. You're a you're like a I don't even know what the word is. You're you're a pot. You're a man of the podcast universe. People are loving it. What can I say? So wait, what you were going to say something before? You I know what's crazy? I was um, I was I was you know I uh. Spent the the evening at the at at your home. Mm-hmm. If you're aware of that, I mm-hmm. slept in your couch. I saw it. I know I was there. Um, and I turned on the TV and and wrestling was on. Like I haven't even watched professional wrestling. Yeah, I I, I thought you were watching. I when I when I watched, I assumed you were watching like mixed martial arts or boxing. No, I, it was just crazy because it's something I hadn't seen. I haven't watched it since I was a kid, and I can't believe how different it looks now. You were oh you watching? They still you're watching it now? Yeah, like I mean, WWF. I, I don't usually watch it, but it was on. I kept. I just kept. Well, I kept oh it on. Oh my god! I used to watch when I was a kid. I I remember um, Junkyard Dog. Who was the guy with the? There was a guy with a robe. There was two guys with a robe. I remember one of the. You know, ooh yeah. Who was that guy? Macho Man. Right. I remember right. him. And then the other guy that all the Hulk rappers Hogan. talk about now. Macho Man or Hulk Hogan? No, no, no. I, of course Hulk Hogan. But who's the guy that all the rappers they all the rappers talk about? Oh, now? the um. He was in the news. Rick, Rick Flair, right? Because the Rick Flair drip. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. I saw yeah. that. It's so funny. It's. I, I think he died. My favorite one. No, Flair he, di- no, he no. Yeah, I'm pretty no, sure I saw. He's alive. He's alive. He's alive. Because I remember googling it when something happened. Oh, and, and you yeah. saw it on Google. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But Macho Man, he died. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think he did. Yeah. Junkyard Dog's still alive though. Nope. Not alive. You're, how do you know that one? I'm pretty. I'm thinking he's fine. because I because I went down the rabbit hole of wrestlers who have. Passed away, and he was. On Who the are list. some of the new guys now? That, then, the well, Rock I, is the Rock still going? <laughs> is he? No, I mean he's doing movies mostly. I guess you're right. Yeah. What about the other one? You know, he's in the he's in a movie right now. The Rock. Right, right. But what about the other one? The um, I look. My dad always used to love the uh, used to love Andre. Oh, Andre the Giant. Yeah, I mean, Bruno San Martino. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember that name. You remember Bruno San Martino? I do. And, Remember Mean Gene? I think. Yeah. Remember that guy? He was the he did all the all the interviews backstage. Yeah, I remember Mean Gene. Yeah. And you, do, I don't. Do you know this? Did you know that um, Vince McMahon, who did all the interviews, you know, the whole time he owned the company. Yeah, I know it's crazy. Can you I, think? I mean, it's amazing when you think yeah, about I that. Cause I thought he just did the interviews. No, he no he owns it. he owns the he always I think he still he still, he owns, still it? owns it. No, he still owns it. Really? Mm, I, that's what I think. Oh my. 
You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna check it out. I'm gonna what channel is it on now? It's not on one of the main channels. I don't know. It's on cable, probably. Probably like um, I don't. Know. I don't. Know. I couldn't. A and A and E, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, Spike could be. I think. Yeah, maybe. Is Spike, Spike still on TV. Does that still exist? I don't even know. I'm not even sure. Maybe uh-huh. it's on ESPN. Like uh-huh. I guess not sports. I see. I see. Uh huh. I I really am happy that I said the one about uh, you know Vince McMahon was owned it the whole time. That was big I, stuff. That was, I know it was really that good. was big stuff. You're welcome, GP Universe, for that. It was, you know what? I got to tell everyone tonight. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> um. So, did, by the way, were you listening a couple weeks ago when I played the New Morris drop? Welcome to the what? Yeah. I I don't think I have it on my computer though. I need to play it again. He, we got to get him on the show. Why don't we just get him on the show? I'm going to try to get him on. It's very hard to book him. How old is he? You think? I know how old he is. How? Tell me more. I, he's not that old. How old? Is, hold on. How old does this man sound to you? Welcome to the shoot, Arrow Baby. Sixty-five. Oh, I'm sorry. Seventy. I think he sounds older than that. I think he sounds eighty. He could be eighty. He's only like seventy. What if he's, what if he's like he's twenty-seven? He's twenty-six years old. <laughs> no, he's seventy. He's like seventy-one. Yeah. He's like my dad's age. He sounds much older than my dad. He's a rabbi, though, so it makes sense. He's a rabbi. Oh, yeah. Mor- I, I, have I never said that? I don't think you have. Morris is if a rabbi. If you did, I've never heard it. Morris is a retired rabbi, confirmed. Oh, a re- if he's a retired rabbi, he's in his 90s. That's what, I, that's my point. He's a retired rabbi. Rabbis retire at the end. A retired rabbi named Morris, and you're telling me he's less, and he sounds like this, and you're... You're hurting me. And who, you're, who, who do you think has a, uh, a longer shelf life, a rabbi or a canther? You know, I, I actually got to tell you this. I'm not even kidding. The cantor who I grew up with had to retire from being a cantor. Mm-hmm. He, like, lost his voice. Oh, my. The worst thing for a cantor to lose. He had a whole thing. When when Michael Kay, who right now is on the bench because of surgery, having a nodule removed, my mom told me that story. when she was like, oh, is Michael going to be okay? And I said, yeah, he's going to be fine. He's had surgery, blah, blah, And she was like, because, you know, the cantor, he, he stopped being able to be a cantor. Mm-hmm. Is this interesting to anybody? I, I mean, it. it's, you know. my brother used to love my impression of the cantor because I would. Wait. <laughs> Peter, continue. <laughs> we will work on your portion. I loved when they when they said the right the rabbinical <laughs> way of talking in English. Ah yes, it's your bar mitzvah. <laughs> we'll have delicious brownies during the kiddish. You could take this very far. Oh my god! You, oh. go, you could go forever. And, oh, and yeah. I, I wonder what the not what the the Gentiles are thinking. Do you have any idea? I know you know what a bar mitzvah is. I would say that most of uh, our audience here is Jewish. No. <laughs> what percentage <laughs> is Jews? You think thirty thirty percent? No, low lower than that. Yes, I six. Think, no, but I think such a high percentage of of smart marks are Jewish. I want to hear. Lot of I want to hear. I want. I want you to get some emails from some Jewish listeners. Oh God! Yeah. All lawyers, I'm going to think I'm getting attacked. Rosenbergbeats at gmail.com. And I hope to meet some of you Jews and everybody else at um, SummerSlam weekend at Legends. 5.30 p.m. is when we open and get started. Podcast starts right away. Tickets available at Eventbrite. Search for Cheap Pete or Peter Rosenberg. We do the podcast at 5.30 and then we watch SummerSlam at 7 because I will not be on the kickoff show. So I will be sitting right there in Legends with you. I'm retired from kickoff shows. I'll be in Palm Springs with my grandmother. That is Mage, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, we, we talked about going to Palm Springs earlier, and you said you would go to again. A huge Palm Springs, Mark. So you would go back? 100%. You're going for a week with your grandmother? No, I'm going for two days. Oh, just two days with your grandmother. Yeah. And you'll be hanging out with your grandmother. You're not going to be golfing and things like that. Either. No, no. She and I are going to watch SummerSlam. Oh, what's her favorite SummerSlam? I got to tell you, my grandmother was a huge uh, proponent of my wrestling. When so- I was When I was little, up until, I got to tell you, <laughs> not that long ago. She was probably the main purveyor of um, my wrestling merch collection when I when I was younger. She used to I when I used to go to her house in Florida, and oh, you she, have a Jewish grandmother in Florida. Yeah, yeah, I oh. do. Mm-hmm. It's because I'm Jewish. We got it. And um, it was very special. What we used to do was she would wrap all of um, she would wrap all of the she you know I have a huge wrestling. Merchandise collection. I'm, I'm, as I've I think spoken you about before. before. I think you mentioned, um, but I played with all of them, so none of them were in the package. And she used to buy me the, you know, the Hasbro, the Jacks, you know, whatever. And she used to wrap them in newspaper or wrapping paper and hide them around her house as gift, like they were gifts. And she used to hide them around the house. But at random times, you would just find them. No, like when holiday. I first got it, when I first came in from Philly and I, whatever. Right, right. And then you know, 
we called it a treasure hunt, and I would I would go and find all the wrestling gifts that she would buy me and, 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 and put around her house. Would yeah. she remember which ones she'd already gotten you? How would Some, she know yeah, to not rebuy them? Sometimes she would ask me before I came. Like I I, I knew that she was going to buy me wrestling toys. She was and like, "Do you have Adam figures. Bomb?" Yeah, literally. She'd be like, I, "Have you ever? Do you, do you know Mabel? <laughs> do, you, do you um the Berserker? Is that how you pronounce it?" <laughs> No, literally, she would, would ask she would, you. She would ask me. But even, by the way, if if there were repeats, the fun of it would be going back to Toys R Us, returning them, and getting the ones that I don't have. Major. So shout out to Grammy. Grammy's she's mage. Yeah, she is. Grammy's she mage. is confirmed mage. mage. Mage, mage, mage. Yeah. So you watched the product this week. I did. Which I'll we'll talk about as the show yeah. goes on. Um, and SGG will will be here, aka Statalia Hart. <laughs> We got an email from someone who I should credit who called him Staddy Heart. Yeah. And I thought you got, you can only call him Staddy after you call him Statalia. Um, but what did you think of, you watched Raw and SmackDown or just SmackDown? I watched a little bit of Raw. I watched about half of Raw and, mo- and all of SmackDown. And I, I gotta tell you, I thought SmackDown was, a, I know that apparently Vince McMahon rewrote the entire show or forced them to rewrite the entire show right before it was on the air and he was still rewriting the second hour, I guess, when the first hour was on, which is, I guess, typical these days. Um, but I will tell you that I thought that SmackDown, I know this is very rare to hear from my mouth, was good. I'll tell you why. Wow. Because in every segment, I would say except for the Bailey segment, because I think Bailey's a terrible on-mic performer. But besides that, um, when you start off a show with Shane, then Kevin Owens, then you go to Sami Zayn, and then Dolph Ziggler in either either um, in-ring promo or backstage promo, these are all great talkers. And so you doesn't feel like you're watching people that are just reading off cue cards like Saturday Night Live. Right. Do you know what I mean? It's like these are natural talkers, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, the show be- seems like it's a show. Yeah, that's a, once that's you once you have these segments where these where the the, the superstars are are forced to talk and not or, able to, right. yeah, yeah, just awful, you know, on the mic, it, it just takes me out of it. And I and I, by the way, you should be ashamed for I don't watch NXT often as much as I would like to because it's a very good show. Hmm. And then last I watch night it you, had me, you had me watch it last night, and we you had to make me sit through a Shayna Baszler promo uh, with Mia Yim. Yeah, they are I, not. That's why it's NXT. I mean, not to say there's whoa, not people who are bad on Raw. But I'm sorry. Controversial comment of the millennium. What the people aren't ready on Mike yet on NXT? Sorry, most of them aren't. The ones that are great, we know. But you NXT will still dip into letting people work on the microphone. Yeah, they know Shayna Baszler's still working. Sorry if you think she's figured it out. You're wrong. You, you not know you. I, you know how I feel about Shayna Baszler. I think. I was so low on Shayna Baszler at the beginning when she first came in, and I think that she's totally developed herself in ring. I don't think that her mic skills are she's good at all. She's not there yet. It takes time. But I'm she, sort her of voice is also sounds like a little girl, and that's not how – that's not her – like, she just sounds – She sounds Bailey-ish. Yeah. Um, not shockingly, your cell phone is ringing as always. Oh. And who's, who's calling you? Oh, look. It's – look. Who's calling? Brian Dipperstein. Oh. So when everyone should know this about Dipperstein. Nine times out of ten when his phone rings – the call is from himself because it's his assistant calling from his office yeah. to connect you with someone else. I'm a lucky guy if a Brian Dipperstein's calling me that Do you realize how weird that is, though, that most of the time when you answer your phone, it says it's yourself calling? That's yeah, but strange. I, most people, that never happens once in their life. Most people know me. Know me I have two cell phones. On my, on my work cell, it says assistant <laughs> calling. Is that so the on meaning? Your, on your work phone, it says assistant. On your regular phone, it says it's yourself. Yes, that's incredible. I just think many people out there would be amused to know that most phone calls you get when you're out of town are from yourself. Or just in general. Or in general. When you're gone and you're out of the office, it says yourself is calling. Yeah, I mean, you know. Um, anyways, so yeah, um, back to SmackDown, I do think it was pretty good. I will say, though, I guess I just have to accept this fact, and we all have to accept this fact. Drew McIntyre's a jobber. That's, that's what he is. <laughs> but, but he's not. I mean, you, there was a there was some... Raja article this week just talking about how The Rock, um, you know, The Rock basically said that he thinks Drew McIntyre has a ton of potential to be the next big star. Well, he's not getting treated that way. Right. He loses constantly and lost again clean on SmackDown. Yeah. Every week he loses the pay-per-views. He loses on regular TV. Why should I ever think that Drew McIntyre should be in a big match when he loses every match? Again, I think Drew McIntyre looks great. I think he sounds ridiculous. 
and uh, I don't think his moveset is that strong. I think I, I'll get a lot of heat from you that. You do not like European accents. Let's just I, be honest. I don't care for them when I'm when I'm watching wrestling. I don't think that they, you know, I think they kind of take me out of it a little bit. It depends. I mean, not all of them, of course, but you know, but Drews, you do not. You no, know. Drews, I think is is tough to overcome. Um, but he physically looks great. He does. He looks great. I don't hate him. I just don't. I don't think he's a star. I don't. I'm not looking at Drew McIntyre and saying, "Oh my god, I have to see that guy come come through the come through the gate." I don't. I don't care. You know, I don't. Well, well I got news for you. It appears that the, the, the powers that be seem to feel the same way. I don't know. We, we want to utilize him in big spots. He's a big guy, but he's going to lose every match. Yeah. Who did he lose to this week? KO. Yeah. Clean KO in the middle of the ring. Yeah. I'll tell you what I did discover though, which I, I, I seemingly didn't realize before, but I do now. Kofi and AJ have great chemistry. Really great chemistry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After there. that match. They do. They're really good. They're good. Actually, it's interesting that hasn't happened already. They may have. I just don't. This no, no, was, no. Like as a, as a story. Right. This was a very memorable match, in my opinion, on SmackDown. And I think that the the OC versus the New Day is an interesting combination. It's great. I don't hate it. I'm not yeah. hating on it. No, well, you get to have a full story. You can have six-man tags. You can have, you can have just a six-man tag. And you can also have the individual match and the tag match. I'll tell you, I also, um, I was just reading up a little bit of the criticism of it online, but I will tell you that SmackDown, uh-huh. Uh-huh, Smackdown ended properly with a cliffhanger, which that was you nice. haven't seen in literally years, but this is why, this is what they need to do almost every week. Now I have a reason, even though, of course, we all look at the dirt sheets, we know what the result of this was, you know, the, the spoiler is. I won't say it. Yeah, I, you should because people don't always. I mean, if you can, you can mute this for five seconds if you want. But they're saying that the setup is that it's for a Daniel Bryan, story. right? But at least I have a reason to watch next week. I'll have some. I'll have a revelation of some kind. A to, revelation. A revelation. There's a revelation next week, and it's that it's Daniel. Whatever the case may be. So, and we won't complain about the fact that they'll unfold the story a week before SummerSlam. It took. Yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't a very effective next, segment. Next week's the go home. So crazy. So. First of all, I don't understand how SummerSlam is early. I just don't get it, and it makes SummerSlam seem less important. It's supposed to, it's ending the summer is what SummerSlam to me is all about. It gives you more distance from WrestleMania. To me, it's just a weird spot. But the idea that someone as big as Roman and someone as big as Daniel Bryan are going to start a story, and we're going to find out about it Tuesday, and the match is Sunday. Oh, I'm sorry. They're about to bring Goldberg what? out next week. The what? feud with Dolph Ziggler. What did you What did you say? Did you say? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, come on, people. Is that really going to happen? It's happening. But I don't understand. I thought Dolph already has a match with the Miz at SummerSlam. It's not. It's a. It's a red herring. Yeah, you know, I don't like herring of any color. You don't like herring. You're eating herring. I'll take herring any day of the week. I I will not touch any of those. Is Sable the one that looks like little slices of fish? No. What does Sable look like? You can look many different, like many different things, but it's really like a little hunk of white meat. Oh, that's just a hunk of of fish. It looks almost like white fish without mayonnaise. It looks like a hunk of little little hunks of fish. Yeah, yeah, I would say. I'm not, I'm not eager. Not eager. And herring is like the wet, slimy, gross. It's in white sauce and right. Are you even Jewish? Really? How do you call yourself a Jew? I got news for you. You ninety year old. You know what? You know. You know who eats stuff like herring and sable? People who sound like this. I see. Uh huh. <laughs> People under sixty. You act like they're lining up at the table. Yeah, you're getting a bagel with lox and cream cheese. You're like a pile the herring on. I, That's a rabbi food. You know what? When I recall us being at Barney's Greengrass, I remember it's not you, Barney's Green. It's Barney Greengrass. Bar, I it's not Bar- his Greengrass. I say Barney's Greengrass. You're doing this. This is what I say. You're okay? saying you're. And I think my phone is Barney's Greengrass. It's not even called that anymore. It's called Fred's. Wait, used I to, remember that, Fred's I, used to be Barney Greengrass. Yeah, Barney's Greengrass is Fred's. No, no, Barney Greengrass. It used to be Fred's. Yes. And no, it, Fred, it's Fred's now. Fred's in L.A. was Barney. Was Barney Greengrass? Yes. Hmm. Well, it's still here. I know, but whatever. I remember you taking the whitefish, smearing it all over the place. Uh, whitefish galore. Okay. I'm one of the biggest whitefish guys in the business. So today. any Jewish fish, if you smash it and you smash it in the bits and, and add a little bit mayonnaise to it, it's whitefish. <laughs> That's a great point. But sable and herring just, they scare me. I'm sorry. This is, we you know what we're naming this episode. The Jewiest episode of Cheap Heat of all time. It's called, you should call this Cheap Heatenstein. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. Oh, you're doing it? I love it. Um, anyways. I'm wearing a beautiful shirt, by the way. Oh, uh, is that Monday Night Rosenberg? Let me ask you a question. Fantastic item. Let me ask you a question. I come to New York to visit you often. Mm-hmm. Can we spend a lot of time sure. together. How often am I wearing this shirt when I come to New York? I feel like you bring it on every trip. I bring it on every trip. It's the kind of guy you are. Yeah. But does that mean... It's, it, i got to tell you, it's in great shape, though. So I think you only wear it when you see me. No, that's not true. Where are you wearing this? 
and, and to a wrestling show. To Barney's Greengrass. To Barney's possessive. I say I would say that I wear the Monday Night Rosenberg shirt to every NXT live show I've ever been to, or the white cheap heat shirt. Those are my two go tos. I got to tell you, they're the let, power rankings of the shirts. Yeah, I think that's I think Monday Night Rosenberg may be number one. The num no the, the best one is the original white cheap heat. Oh, sorry, the white 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 cheap heat is major. Hmm. I wonder if I have it. And yeah. bla- the answer is yes. White and black cheap heat are both the originals are major. Yeah, I don't personally own the one with my own face on it. I don't you, have you don't it. have that. No, I also don't have. Um, I have I have the Virgin shirt. A major a major item confirmed. Uh, yeah. That I never wear, but I should. It's much major. Yeah. And then I also... You don't have the one with your face on it, though. No. That I wore the other day. Yeah, I saw it. Your face... You wore that during the AOC interview. Yeah, your face was interviewing AOC. I popped galore for that. I was like... (laughs) When I I saw that picture online. You were were inches away from her. Yeah. Um, Such a big AOC mark. I want to get some hate mail for that one. Oh, just saying you love AOC? I love her. Well, I love her, too. She's all over my Instagram. She's mage. The comments are... I wish she was on my Instagram. I'm jealous. She follows me. What are your thoughts? I, I'm. It's Bed Bath and Beyond. It's the highest. It's, it's on one of the highest levels you can you can get. The highest level. It might be the highest level of follow today. Uh, I think a Barack follows still. You think Barack follows me? <laughs> I think he follows like forty six people. Yeah. A Bieber follow is very difficult as well. How many is Bieber following? Not much. Not much. Hundred fifty people. That's it. Yeah. I, I should have a Bieber follow. That's not even right that I don't have one. You may have a Bieber follow. I might. I don't remember if I do. I feel like we've DM'd before, but I don't know. Hey, hey, by the way, who gives a shit? I'm name dropping galore. Um, by the way, tell Differstein, speaking of Rosenberg name drops, you have been in multiple situations where you have seen the public love that I get from Bieber. It's major. Yeah, Bieber loves Rosenberg. For sure. It is the... I orchestrated a... a I orchestrated... Oh, you orchestrated the photo? I orchestrated the photo. You got out of a club. Yeah, you. When you were trying to like brand build for me, yeah. I was talking to Bieber and like, you need to take a picture with him. You I got a great one too. Yeah, you. you yeah. By the way, and it, it went everywhere. Uh, All of his people were posting it galore. Do you remember where that was? That was at that Bieber was renting what? that glass house and Meek Mill. Nope, that's not where the picture. Oh was. no, it was at a club. It was that club, that Repug club that we went to a few times. But then he also saw you at the Meek Mill party and he gave showed you love there too. Yeah, we. But no, no. And then and then remember when I was DJing and he came out and drummed at that private party I was DJing. Yes. And Bieber showed up at the club and drummed while I DJed. Yeah. There, you've been at Bieber event. The, this has happened repeatedly. Yeah. Yeah. We're we're giving Bieber a lot of airtime. A here. lot. Of, I mean, he's a big star. It's okay. He's a big uh, star. underrated nice guy though. Um. Probably crazy, but oh, look, Brian Dipperstein's calling me again. Be, by the way, phone ringing and Brian Dipperstein is calling. This is either going to be your favorite or least favorite episode of Cupid. Uh, I don't think there's going to be any middle ground here. Um, SGG will be here shortly and we will talk about more wrestling things. I'm sure he'll hate on AEW. Now, Dipperstein, let's, since you don't, there's not a lot to say about the product of this week. You, you think AEW is as major as it gets. You love it. Um, yeah, uh, but here's, here's, here's my, like, um, here's my, I, I thought about, I was in a, you know, thought about saying this before I got on the air. You were thinking about wrestling? Yeah. Well, I've been watching it for 30 years. Wow. So I, um, here's the problem with AEW for me so far. Give me the rub. Here's the rub. I love watching it. I haven't missed any of the big shows. I'm a huge, like, I love. Well. <laughs> Sorry, keep going. I love <laughs> Darby Allen. I love Jimmy. Uh, Darby Havoc. Allen's as major as you know. I love you know Jimmy Havoc's major. Jace, keep going. Jimmy Havoc's major, dude. I lo- I love you know the Bucks. I lo- I love all the guys. I love all the superstars. Love, but when I'm on the dirt sheets, here we go. And I'm clicking. There we go. And I'm scrolling, scrolling and clicking. I'm not clicking on any of the AEW headlines. Really, still. Yeah. What about when they make an announcement like, oh, the the first show? Is- the only thing I clicked on in the last couple of days was indie wrestler signs with AEW, and guess what? I didn't know who the wrestler was. I clicked on the same thing and thought the same thing. So, so here's the deal. And now Until- we're gonna get bar- we're gonna get buried by people because we didn't know this person. Was. I did. I'm sorry, dude. Yeah. No. But here, here's the dude, 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 dude. Here's the thing. When the show starts on TNT, I will watch it. Mm-hmm. And I said I got a lot of I got heat on the from from people. On, uh, Last time I was on the show, I will watch it for like three to five weeks, and they need to keep my attention with building some great storylines. I can't just watch exhibition wrestling matches, and I know you feel the same way. I do. Every single week that are great. And I I, I love watching great wrestling, of course, obviously. Come on. But I need great storytelling. You know what I don't? It's They're in a really – I completely agree. And they're in a really weird spot because they're a hyped promotion, but no one – 
but they're not familiar completely. So they have to do things like announce matches three months in advance of the, the start of the show. Yeah, I don't love that. Me neither. So like, I also don't hate it because it gives us enough time to build to it. But there is no build. But what's Because the there's build? no week to week build right now. So, so when there is, out, it could be made. So they'll do some sort of build at all out first to lead up to the first TV? Yeah, probably. They're going to use their biggest pay-per-view to build to first TV. I guess that's what they'll do. By the way, that's what they do with WWE too. Yeah, you know what? Kind of, they kind of do do that. I mean, that usually comes from the culmination of a bigger story. Dipperstein's phone is just filling with text messages as we speak. Yeah. What time is it? It's nine thirty in Los Angeles. I can't stay away. Well, now people are awake. It's that fast, huh? It's only twelve forty here. Yeah, dude. Nine thirty a.m. It's time. When you're on fleek, you're on fleek. What can I say? <laughs> That's the back of your jacket. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I, I do have. We have no idea. I'm very excited about AEW. I'm very, I'm really glad they're going to be part of the wrestling world. Me too. I'm excited for it. I, oh, I definitely we have am. no idea what their storytelling is. None. I think, Zero. I think it's going to be Mage. You think the storytelling is going to be Yeah, you know what? I, t- you know, I really reversed my position on EW at the beginning. I was like, who cares? Ugh, come on. Enough is enough. And now I'm like, all right. You see the show. You take, you see the bumps. You see the kind of real, um, commitment to the in-ring work that these guys have. And, and you're like, okay, I could deal with this. I love blood. I love seeing the blood. You're a big blood guy. Biggest blood guy in the biz today. Wow. Didn't know that. Love it. Love I gotta it. see blood. I want to see headshots too. I want to see chair shots to the head. Oh, no, oh my! You're such a liar. When it happens, you wince. You look away. You can't even take it. Bad, bad. Hello. Bumps. Welcome to entertainment. Bad bumps make you freak out. You didn't even see what happened to Seth this weekend, did you? Uh yeah, I did. I watched it. The bumps Seth took were psychosis. They were great. They were great. I don't know how he took the bumps off the back. He of the was chair. the 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 blood and dry heaving after it was. Uh, you were into it. It was it was gorgeous. So stunning. I, I I'm I'm. Very excited, but probably less optimistic, maybe, about what the storytelling looks like, because I just don't know. I, just don't I think know. it could be great. They And I, I'm telling you, I know I sound like a broken record. I know I sound like the epitome of the WWE guy who's giving you the mainstream opinion. They have to stop with the false finishes. It's every major match. It's all that happens. It's They ruin the end of a match. It gets to the end, and they do five or six false finishes. And I mean big false finishes. I mean they hit four finishers. Boom. Kick out. Another three finishes. Kick out. You can't do it. I have a hot take. What? You think it's great? I don't mind the false finishes. How can you say that? I don't know. I think it it's could go, over and over. It could go too far, but I like I like some I like excitement. I like excitement, but you understand it's if you chase the excitement so badly early, the excitement dies. That's what happens. That's why you can't do it. It loses meaning over time. Uh-huh. So you can say this right now and say you feel that way. And then in five months, you're going to go, why do I find that everything's so boring? Because you've already seen it. Th- th- those things should be reserved for things that matter, not fighter fest or fight for the fallen or fighty fight, 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 or whatever the next thing's going to be called. By the way, I can't wait for a fighty fight, fight, fight. <laughs> I can't wait for that one. It's in April. Are they spelling it with a Y or... I think it's both. I think, it's I think they, they alternate. It it's, goes yeah, F, then F-I- P-H, then F, then P-H. No, no, no. It's F. It's, right, right, right. It's F-I-G-H-T for the first fighty, and then fight is F-Y-T-E, and then fighty is F-I-G-H-T-Y, and then fight, fight, fight is all wise. Fight, fight, fight. Yes. Yeah, I think that's yeah by think. the way, I can't believe you remembered that. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's I, I remember stuff. from the marketing meeting. They yeah. Um, I hear you. I'm not, I'm not trying to say in some situations it doesn't work, and I accept that the V-trigger is no longer – it's not a finish. It's a – it's like a, a super kick, but the super kick is, I don't, don't even get me started on the super kick. I mean, the super kick in mid match, the super kick can either, and this is not just AEW, I'm talking about everywhere in the world, WWE more than anywhere. A super kick can either end a match in a heartbeat, crush someone to the point that they need to go to the hospital, or mean absolutely nothing and they're up in five seconds. Well, there's so many variations of the super kick now. Sweet chin music knocks you out and wins the match for you. Um, you know, uh, trouble in paradise, which is not a super kick, but still another kick. Trouble in paradise ends a match. You, you can hit the same kick five minutes earlier. If you're not Kofi Kingston, doesn't matter. Super kick adjacent black mass, the most mage finisher, except the eclipse in WWE right now. Ember Moon's finish. Mm-hmm. Um, the second most mage finish is the you black, think black mass. You think Ember's finish is that mage? Yes. I never feel like it lands right. I love it. I, I feel like no one can take it. I think it's really hard to take. Yeah. Well, when it hits, it hits. It's like an unbelievably athletic move. Oh, no, no, no. It's it's insane. What she does is amazing. Can you imagine landing on your ass in the ring that hard? Yeah, no, what she does... Oh, my God. What she does is amazing. I just think it's really hard to to hit. But 
Yeah, that bothers me about the super kick. And also, can I tell you what? I don't understand. Shawn Michaels gets knocked out by Dolph Ziggler using his own move. Sweet shin music from Dolph to Shawn Michaels. Mm -hmm. And then the result is a match with The Miz. Or the result may end up being a match with Bill Goldberg. Yeah, Goldberg. Mm, Okay. Here's the deal, guys. Shawn Michaels already came out of retirement. Any sort of clean retirement plan you had, it's over. So to me at this point, if you're going to be Sean and they should do a million super kicks, and it make should it be fun. Sean and Dolph and it yeah. should be awesome. And they'll look great together. And you know what? By the way, it's a dream match. It's a dream match. It's an actual dream match. It's a phenomenal. Match. It's the best match. It's it's at this point, maybe the, the highest height Dolph could ever get to with the rest of his. And career. She, yeah, totally. And Sean looks good. And Sean would put Dolph over and that's fine. Right. And then Dolph is more mage because he beat Shawn Michaels. You're right. Sean does look good. I Shawn... want to see them both do the super kick at the same time and miss. Or like be mage. They'd yeah. Be... Why are we? What's the point? Goldberg? Yeah, I don't. I don't follow. I don't even see how Goldberg pops up this week. I think it's wrong. I think it's going to be Miz. I just. I. I don't believe it. I don't know. I, I don't know. They're all. They're saying it's Goldberg, and that it's Paul Heyman's idea, because he loves Goldberg. Yeah, Paul Heyman loves Goldberg. Yeah, I forgot. He's I used to love Goldberg too. Who didn't love Goldberg? Well, I loved him because his name was Goldberg. Um. I'll say this. I do think Goldberg gets a bit of a bad rap for his wrestling, uh, particularly because of Brett. So with people like me, I was just like wrote him off like I, that guy sucks. As time's gone on, I've realized Goldberg does look like an effective real ass kicker. Um, and he's entertaining in that regard. We don't need this much, though. Enough is enough. Are you hearing the weird knocking in the apartment? I've been hearing it all day. It, it was really bad a half hour ago. It was insane what was happening. Yeah. What do you think's going on? Something's going on. The sex of the cinch? I don't think sex sounds that way. It sounds like a hammer being just knocking nails in. Okay. I mean, I suppose if you're thinking of sex in a really literal, oh, maybe that was sex and I'm wrong. Welcome to the shoot, Arrow baby. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. All right, um, Dip. Didn't you, you, want, didn't you want me to? What? Oh, you had a story to tell. No, I just no, 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 no story. No, no. Just I, you had I, one problem with the Raw reunion. Yeah, and, and it I, really. I know you. I talked about the Raw reunion on on uh, Shoemaker's Pod, but I will tell you the the number one worst moment for me that really put the dagger in my heart was when boogeyman came out on stage with everybody else boogeyman lives in the woods i i i know i don't boogeyman doesn't walk out on stage and stand next to you know mickey you know what was i gonna say, I was gonna say mickey james i don't know she what. wasn't there you could, know. there were 40 people on the stage you couldn't think of one i couldn't um <laughs> Drew McIntyre. He wasn't on the stage either. But oh. here's the thing. Also, how did you feel about Stone Cold saying that he drank a beer with Boogeyman? Oh, my God. The only, there's only, Boogeyman can only eat one thing. Boogeyman doesn't sit at a bar and drink beer. Boogeyman is eating worms in, in the, uh, out of, off a tree. He lives in a redwood. <laughs> what? Steve Austin just said, I ran into that some bitch Boogeyman. We went and ate worms. <laughs> That's all you could do. Why couldn't he say that? I know. We, was, sh- we shared some worms. Ordered a hot dog. What? A hamburger. What? Some worms. What? Some more worms. That's the. That's what you got to do. That's why I thought Stone Cold maybe lost it a little bit. Yeah. He, How he, did he forget? Yeah. You, so, you you can't go have have a beer with the boogeyman. At he, the by the way, the boogeyman's in an elevator. He's not taking the stairs. He's not running up the building. He slides down the stairs. He slithers down the stairs. He does not crawl through with the clock on. Yeah. He yeah. He he crawls down the steps. What was the business with the clock? Remember when he had the clock on? I didn't too? mind the clock. It was like a weird flavor flavor homage with Boogeyman. It was. Um, all right. Well, you have to get a train back to Philadelphia. Confirmed. I'm going to usher you out and bring in Stack Eye Gray. A lot of people don't know this. Dipperstein and Greg refused to be in the same room, so I had to do it separately. He makes me sick. <laughs> Thank you, Dip. Why don't you stay mage? Go, oh, well, and why don't you do me a favor and take it easy, man? Um, we continue right now. Now, before we get to SGG, uh, I want to give a shout out to Vivid Seats, okay? Um, you know how annoying it is trying to get maybe tickets to SummerSlam. Maybe another big wrestling event, maybe a sporting event, and you don't know how to get the tickets, and it's annoying. You don't know who to trust. Well, there's an easy way to do it. Vivid Seats. They have great prices. They have an amazing purchasing experience. And right now, if you use our code HEAT, okay, Cheap Heat listeners can receive 10% off their first purchase at Vivid Seats. So no matter what event you're trying to get tickets to, maybe it's AEW's first night in D.C., maybe it's SummerSlam. Uh, just go to the App Store or Google Play, download the Vivid Seats app, and if it's your first time, new customers, enter the promo code HEAT, you'll get 10% off your order. All Vivid Seats orders are confirmed and backed with a 100% 
guarantee. So shout out to Vivid Seats. Also a big shout out to my guy Ariel Helwani. If you missed it, and if you're a combat sports fan, I'm not sure if you could have, but you maybe you did. And you have to check out the latest episode of Ariel Helwani's MMA show. He went off about Cyborg's relationship with the UFC and why BJ Penn should never fight again. Plus an interview with Hollywood superstar and former WWE writer Freddie Prince Jr., who is a huge MMA fan. New episodes of the show every Monday. You can find Ariel Helwani's MMA show wherever you get podcasts. And so without any further ado, we bring in the man. You know him as SGG. Oh, I'm sorry. SGG, how are you? I'm doing great. It's, uh, it's good to be back in person. Lovely New York City. Everyone's happy to have you back, SGG. Yeah, no, I, I mean, listen, this is the shoot arrow. This is the shoot arrow. Baby, it's the best arrow of cheap heat. And uh, I'm glad to be in, in, in top form. Me and you, tag champs. It's a great point that you make. Uh, by the way, welcome to the shoot arrow, baby. Thanks, Morris. Um, all right, SGG, we, Dipperstein and I talked about a bunch of things. Where do you want to start? Do you have stuff outside the ring? You want to jump right into the shows? What do you want to do? I don't know if you guys touched on this, but we cannot go, like, we have to spend a couple of minutes on Harley Race. King Harley Race. We didn't even, as, we didn't even get to Harley Race yet. Your guy, Harley Race, the legend. Yeah, if you know him as handsome Harley Race, you know, and longtime listeners know. The king of wrestling. The king, the, the the original king of the ring. I had him at number four in my top ten. I took a little bit of a heat for it. Uh, you know me. I dig in when you bring the heat. So I, stand, I stood by it then, and uh, I'm standing by it now. It's, it's a huge, huge loss um, for the wrestling community. Yeah, the, I mean, listen, there's no denying it. Um, I first, of course, got familiar with Harley Race when he came to WWE in 1987. As did I. Um, I did not know at that time at eight years old th- th- what a legend he was um, and what he'd done. I knew nothing about Starcade 83 with Ric Flair or all the other matches he had with every with Kaniski and Terry Funk. Terry Funk. Um, he did everything. He's the true tough guy. He is. And I mean, that, that I think is going to be part of like his hallmark and why he's going to be sort of lionized and, and remembered forever because it's just like you did not mess with Harley Race um, in the ring, outside the ring, uh, anywhere. He was just like the the toughest man walking God's green earth, as he said, and he, he backed it up just uh, in the way he lived. And with that, it came with a, a level of respect that just is it's sort of unmatched. And, you know, it's a shame because he's he's the type of guy who would have fit in, I think, very well in some of those later eras. And um, there's so much of him in some of the guys that we we love. I, you know, he he was an innovator. Um, he really, when you think about wrestling matches of the 50s and 60s and 70s, you we almost tend to think of like these hug fests and these grapple fests. But like, Holly brought the brawl to the ring for sure, and like. That's a style that has has endured and carried on, and people just he just doesn't get enough credit for what he did to just change the game and speed it up just a little bit and bring it into the eighties, nineties. It's amazing to think about too that when he went to WWE, he was forty four. Mm-hmm. He looked about seventy then. <laughs> he did. He's he passed away at only seventy six years old, um, forty years old when he had that match with Ric Flair at Starcade eighty three, but which is on the network and too like if you're not familiar with his work. You may you may have trouble finding it under the new interface, but it is there. I do like the new interface, though. You don't like it? There are things I like, things I don't like. Um, it is an improvement over the old interface, though. We have to agree on that. I, well, yeah, but I was used to the old interface. Because so. they didn't change it since 2014. So, yes, it, it, maybe I'll find it better over time. We were doing a thing. We were searching the alumni. Yeah. That function's not good. They, they, there are, you, you go to a wrestler and, like... It'll only have their pay-per-view matches listed. It doesn't find every Raw and SmackDown appearance. Which it should, and I think I think that was one of my gripes with the original interface is that like you would you would search somebody, and then they would play the hits, and it's like no, I don't want the hits. I, I I put in the search to find some obscure match that I may not know about. And it shouldn't be that. I mean, it, it, I understand why it'd be hard to go find that match because they left a list, three hundred matches, but right. it shouldn't be hard to have it connected i wouldn't think so maybe they just haven't gone through all the episodes and but it's interesting because one good thing about the interface is 
if you go to a show, you can skip segment to segment of that show. So I don't understand if you're able to separate the segments and list who's in those segments, why wouldn't those <laughs> names then come it up? It seems like it's – I'm not a tech guy, but I'm with you. It seems like it's just one extra step that they would have to take. So, yeah, that part is a little whatever. But, yes, in general, I'm I'm cool. I'm cool with uh I'm cool with the new interface. Rest in peace though to, to Harley Race. Yeah, for sure. Um, oh, by the way, I didn't tell you what one of our mailbag uh emails today gave you a new nickname that I think you'll really it's like. It's not SGG, I don't want it. Or maybe I would, I don't know. Um Staddy Heart. I'll take it. <laughs> which I then earlier on the show said that which means we also we have to start off by calling you Statalia. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. Listen, I'll take it. Anything to get me in with the Hart family. AKA Staddy Heart. Um, so <laughs> Statalia is name. Absurd. It's and also uh, hilarious. So, um, SGG, what else do you want to get to today? What did, what did, what were your takeaways from the week? The week was interesting. It was interesting. I know you guys discussed the Roman Reigns bit a little bit. Um, I'm sort of in agreement with Dip. I like the cliffhanger aspect to it. I don't know where they're gonna go with it, but I hope they do something. Versus just sort of dropping it. Um, there was speculation that it was Buddy Murphy who orchestrated the the accident. But now I'm sure you're seeing the other things that are there. Yeah, but I, I want them to go back to the Buddy Murphy angle, though. I mean, I've said this before about Roman Reigns, and, and uh, I'll stand by this, too. He is an exceptional wrestler in that his style compliments so many other people's style and then you can put him with a big show or an aj styles or a brock lesnar or anybody else and get an entertaining match out of it and i want to see what he's able to do with a buddy murphy are you more interested in that than the rumor daniel bryan we got roman daniel bryan we did we got it when at, was that again we got it at a fast lane going into wrestlemania 31 it was a match that people I don't think they appreciate it as much. It's because people were on the Roman sucks train. And I'll admit, I was too. I was too. It was fun. We all had a great time on the Roman sucks train. But if you go back during that time, you'll see that starting with that match, he strung together a lot of bangers. So obviously Roman Daniel Bryan will be, it'd be one for the books. It'd be one for the ages. But Roman Buddy Murphy will be something different, especially yeah. with Buddy Murphy being able to walk back to 205 Live with that on his back. Like, Yeah, that would, that would be very interesting. I, I assume it will be Daniel Bryan. It's SummerSlam. So I just imagine with the the size of that match, it'll end up being Daniel Bryan. Um, and, and again, I said this when Dip was here earlier. The only thing that bothers me is that you only have one week leading up for that story. Now, granted, you can play that story out for much longer, but... I don't really understand why we'd have to rush because, I don't know, the Roman story with Shane, I don't really understand where that was going. Shane was already in the middle of a story with Kevin Owens. Yeah, and <laughs> it's sort of it's sort of funny how the Roman story with Shane became everything that fueled the Roman story with Kevin Owens because it's just like KO saying what we sort of were all thinking. Right. Even though we were very highly into Shane and we always respect what Shane's done. It's just like... Why are you the top bad guy on both shows? Meaning we see you to start. We see you at the end. We might even see you in the middle. There's definitely going to be video packages all week, both shows. Something's got to give. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what ends up happening uh, with Roman. We'll see if they somehow find a way to bait and switch and get to Goldberg, which is rumored for next week. Ziggler? Yeah, which is... You know, I think stolen from our podcast because I'm pretty sure we talked about. Or I know I said, "Why do you have Undertaker and Goldberg working, the, working with each other? Why not Adolf Ziggler?" But Listen, it, if it's it's a, it might be a little bit too late if they are listening to us and pulling that move, but um, they could always salvage it if they execute it right. I do not want to see Dolph Ziggler get squashed after we saw Goldberg turning an abysmal performance. I, I, I was saying again earlier, and I apologize all you guys have been listening to the whole show and Greg just got here. If you were going to use a legend, why not just have HBK do the match? Agreed. That's what the beef is Agreed. about, and it would be a great match. Agreed. And, and like, 
honestly, for as much as we complain about the super kick becoming um, a setup move as effective as a punch or a chop, I would love to see HBK and Dolph Ziggler dance around and see who the first one is to land that super kick and just end the other guy's end the other guy's life. Have them looking up at the lights. You want them to the, die in the ring? Is what you're saying? I want them to die the, in terms of the match. Okay, because yeah. I was I was worried. You never know. I mean. Welcome to the shoot, Arrow Baby. SGG's no, no, out no. here telling people to die in the middle of the match. It's unbelievable. <laughs> we know HBK still got it, too. I mean, I had this debate on social media. You know, there was a little dust up with Taz. I should say involving Taz and an NXT superstar, Don- Donovan Dijakovic. Dominic, I think, Dijakovic. Um, he uses the Taz mission now. Taz took offense to it. So Dijak asked Taz's permission, I guess, to... To use the move, I'm I'm fuzzy on the details, but my position is if you're not on the active roster, your moves are up for grabs. What do you think about, though, how much the stunner has become KO's thing? I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it because guess what? How many more times are we going to see Stone Cold give a stunner? Not many. So should it just be that it only happens in the off chance that Stone Cold decides to stun somebody? Because... If that's the case, we got a handful of those, and then it's done for. And then it's like, okay, if you do that with that, what about every other move? So now leg drops are out because the red and yellow dude used to do a leg drop? Or like, are we never going to see a sharpshooter again? A super kick's done? Isn't it funny, though? No one ever has had a leg drop as a finish. No. And that's that's my whole point is that you can say that these moves become less special if everybody uses it, but at the same time, when the person who is known for that move uses is it. Is no longer wrestling at all. But also, if they show up and they hit it and it's lights out, then the move is still special. Right. Because when Jake the Snake showed up and DDT Dean Ambrose, he was done. It was lights out. Shawn Michaels connects with a super kick. You're done. Lights out. So, yeah, a super kick has become a setup move, but Shawn Michaels' super kick is forever special. You know who would be a, a good leg drop just based on his size if he get up there for it? Drew McIntyre. And maybe, yeah. and maybe he could use it and actually win a match. That would be <laughs> exciting. But I've already talked about that today as well. Um, should we read some mail? Oh, yes. Oh, I mean, I got to tell you, I, I, I always ask people for, I always ask people for mail and then I see how much mail we get and then I get frustrated and don't want to read it. Um, no, no, you can't do them like that. All right. So mail. Did you see I almost spoke into the bottle? We are having a beverage here. It's, it's Friday evening. Absurd. LaShawn writes a Cello Rosenberg and Mr. Statless. Am I being too negative by saying that the SummerSlam card flat out sucks? Yes, I look forward to Trish Charlotte. Uh, and I am starting to gain interest in Orton Kofi. But most of the other matches are restarts of feuds we've already seen. KO Shane, Bray Finn, Brock Seth. Also, Ember Bailey and Natty Becky don't move me at all. Would have been way more interested in seeing Becky Alexa or Bailey Asuka. But why give us matches we want to see when you could just give us crap? Curious to get your thoughts. Please bring Morris to the Cheap Heat event. Thanks, LaShawn. So let me get this right. He said he doesn't want to see mashups of matches that they've already seen. And then he takes matches that are proposed and says, I would much rather see matches we've already seen we've seen becky and alexa we've seen bailey and oscar so it's not that we're getting a repeat of these matches it's all about the execution it always is and i think he is being too negative or Lashawn, you said yeah it might be a she i think this person is being too negative in trashing the SummerSlam card because wwe has been on a hot streak or not a hot streak but they have definitely been on a streak of shows that look terrible on paper and then deliver in a big way so you can definitely, I'm sure, add this one to the list. Um, all right, let's go to Matt, who has written us many times before. But mail. Haven't emailed the Majesty and Staddy Hart in a while. He came up with that. Love it. While listening Love to it. the Raw reunion episode, I wanted to speak on two things. One, from what I would assume, having Devon in the corner of the revival was based on him being outspoken about how highly he thought of them paired with him training them directly while working at the PC. And two, using the name the OC isn't great, but the OG Bullet Club would kill Finn and the WWE shop. The company already released OG Balor Club, OGBC merch. Stay Mage, the man of a thousand hot takes, Matt Geiger. Um, good. I appreciate that insight. Yeah. Um, no, I, I really have no rebuttals. 
All right. Nick L. writes us at this point. Mail. Um, dear Mage One and Keeper of Stats, are you guys planning on discussing AEW's <laughs> weekly show on the pod just like you do Raw and SmackDown? Love the show since day one-ish. Keeping it Mage in my ears during long nights at work. The shoot era is already my favorite era of cheap heat. Uh, yeah, that's my plan. Um, until we're given another reason, I imagine that when things start, we will be talking about AEW. Probably, I mean, the first couple of weeks, you have to imagine we'll probably get a, a lot of time on the show. Yeah, that, I mean, I, I assume so, and it, at that point, after that, it's going to be up to them to keep us talking about AEW because, let's be honest, ROH also has a weekly show. We, we don't, don't talk about yeah, it. Yeah, we no. don't talk about it. New Japan is in the midst of the G1 right now. We don't talk about it. So for that to happen, we're definitely going to give them the opportunity to doors open, but they have to keep our interest. And that means that it's on them to perform at the level that they say they will. Uh, and I'm hope I'm hopeful. Eric G has uh, an email about Elias. Mail. Hey, sweet Pete, and as to the G to the G, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Elias is incredible. Bring this up after watching the Elias doc on the network. He's the most underused superstar on the roster for three years running at this point. Him being Shane's henchman is weak AF. Let's get him a feud with babyface Miz, and let's get this thing going. Magic in the making, baby. Loving the shoot arrow. You guys are doing the best work of your career. I travel a lot for work and always look forward to the pod every week. Let's get Elias back into the main event atmosphere uh, since WWE listens to the pod. Eric in Fandango's hometown of Maine. Um, not quite a town, but I understand what you're saying. What, what's the town? I don't know. It. It's a town of Maine. Okay. Um, I agree, though, with the mageness of Elias. I was so upset when I watched the documentary. And um, I saw that he was performing uh, right next door to where I was. I was having a burger because, you know, I wasn't going to not eat. Um, he was just like, he is one of, he's almost a generational talent when you think about the the performance aspect of what he brings to it. Not the in-ring stuff so much yet because we don't really see too much of that. But like when he comes out, you're captivated and they, they really need that. I listen. I don't know how great a wrestler he is. Um, it's I just haven't seen enough to know. Agreed. But but I do think his character is great, and I do think it was incredibly over. And you know, I complain about this a lot. I just think you can't dog people out constantly. Like he's a he's a jacked dude. <laughs> he is. And his shockingly el- jacked. His elbow, his flying elbow, is amazing. I don't see why he had to go down this road of, you know, maybe that's the ro- the road they want for him is just to be that sort of. You know, pop the crowd, bring out the guitar, act. And that's cool. But he legitimately could be uh, a champion. He definitely could thrive with with the main championship. For he's a bit. he's so good on mic. The singing bit is great. Um, he's got a weapon. You know, I, I I'm not saying he's Harley Race or Ric Flair no. or or even Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> Easy now. But he, I don't see why there wasn't a way to utilize him more. Um, so. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Rosenbergbeats at gmail.com. I, I will try to always get to as many emails as I can. I read them and try to write back if the questions are, you know, not something necessarily for the pod, but just a quick little question. And don't forget, of course, to go to Eventbrite, search for Cheap Heat, and get your tickets to hang out with me and Greg uh, on SummerSlam Sunday. All right, SGG. It's just a good song. You guys know what time it is. This is the Black Power Rankings. And this week, I'm going to do something a little bit different. There were a lot of contenders. The Kofi Orton feud heated up. Amber Moon and Bailey heated up a little bit for some. Kofi for AJ, good match. Kofi AJ, excellent match. But there really is one performer who sort of stole the show on Monday and really overshadowed a lot of what happened on Tuesday. Some let this guy hold it down all by himself. Cedric Alexander, this week's King of the Black Power Rankings. Wow, King of the Black Ring. Yes. 
I thought it could have been Harley Race just because he has the word race in his name. <laughs> Listen, he, he is a Black Power Rankings Hall of Fame, but easily. Uh, um, but Cedric's having a good moment. He is. He you really know? is. We do complain about people not getting their shot, and he's getting a shot. And he's delivering big. I mean, that... That dive off the Tron. I can I tell. I know I'm being really nitpicky here. I I didn't listen. This is what this is what people come for. He he kind of just leaned and fell off though. I'm not saying it's not scary. I couldn't do it. Could but you? Yeah. Could you do the lean? I fall? could not do it. But I'm not a professional wrestler. You have to admit though, he did kind of like hover over it and just fall. I do. I would like to see him open up a little bit. But here's why. Here's why he had to do that though. Did you see how close everybody else was to the Tron? It's so about he, he it's could, about precision. He, yeah, you can't you overshoot, can't overshoot it. it. Yeah, that's a good point. You go then too he's far. In the crowd. Yeah, then, that's, then that's, who knows where he is? That's a very good point. I guess he has to do it based on where everyone is. Exactly. And it's hard to jump high and fall straight down. Like you're not the road runner, <laughs> right? It's not gonna happen. You can't just run off the edge and then your legs keep moving and fall down. So that's a very good point. And then when everybody repositions themselves to catch them, they only got what like a split second to get it right. Um, the lean fall was the perfect way to go. That. Um, yeah, and I, I didn't mind the end of, of Raw. You know, I, I think Raw in the, in the Heyman era is off to a interesting start. It's, we've seen potential. We've seen moments when it's been sort of boring and kind of went back to what it felt like before. But then we've had moments that are pretty good and you feel a real sense of excitement, like the Braun Strowman, uh, Bobby, Bobby Lashley. Lashley. Um, so the, it has its moments. And I'll tell you what, in the Bischoff era, which just started, they delivered a good SmackDown this past week. They definitely did. And, and, you really can see the differences. Those were two distinctly different shows, and uh, hopefully it continues down that path. There was a rumor, I forget where I saw it, but um, that they were going to return to fully splitting the brands going forward into the fall post-SummerSlam. Well, so, that'll be interesting because right now it is definitely not that. No, it is definitely not. I sort of prefer it actually not split in some ways, just my own preference for the shows. I'm just curious about how they do the not split thing and then share talent because you're going to have to serve when, two networks. Yeah, you have to serve two networks and and you have two shows now that are they may not be on equal footing but they're going to be damn close. Yeah, because like they 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 can't keep it integrated like this because even like, or or you have to go full integrated. You have to just be like But if you go fully integrated, right? And I can't believe I'm arguing for segregation. This sad. is this, this is, is very this, sad. Whoa. Separate's inherently unequal. This Greg. took a turn. This took quite a turn. But if you do fully integrated, like when you have segments like the the Braun Strowman, Bobby Lashley, that is going to be hot. It's going to get people talking. How do you determine which show gets that segment when both of those guys are on both shows? If you just put them on Raw, then it's just like this is a thing that has to happen on Raw. Yeah, and it forces you to drag, drag out stories where you're continuing the story three days later, three days later, three days yeah, later. because – they want to get they want to get the pop from it so, too. So yeah, they probably will have to go with a more full split. Um, so that is that is an interesting predicament that they're in. Uh, it's going to be an interesting time, man. The fall is going to be one of the most interesting times in wrestling we've seen in a very long time. Yeah. I mean, how far away? How far apart is the SmackDown Fox debut and the AEW premiere? Is two it weeks? the same week? Is it two weeks? Ugh. Maybe the same week. I don't know. I got. It's going to be an interesting, an interesting week or two because. Uh, the AEW show in DC is sold out. Yeah, there was some controversy with that though. People are speculating that uh, most of the tickets or a lot of them went to scalpers, but, uh. But that's everything. Yeah, I was gonna say, have you tried to buy a ticket to anything? You, if you don't get it when the getting is good, you get that markup. And, and there's, there's upside to that or too. Or you could wait and then the price drops below. That's what I was saying. That the upside is events that when we were young, you just couldn't get tickets to. You mm-hmm. can now always get tickets to. Um, if you're willing to wait, they, they basically will always become available. Even expensive shows, you're likely to find tickets. So, um, that's going to be a very interesting time to be a wrestling fan. The beginning of October, 2019. As SGG looks at his phone, I'm trying. I'm trying to get us this date. Uh, Statalia. <laughs> I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get us this date. You're you're a broadcast professional though. You should be able to handle me. Stall, you know, I should be able to stall yeah, better. You're yeah. right. It's been the end of a long week, SGG. A very very long week. Um, but yeah, I am very excited. A lot of people ask me about the state of wrestling, and my answer always is, you know, I went on the Jobber Tears of the podcast that's hosting us for the viewing at Legends, and I went on their show this week, and they asked me about how I feel about the state of wrestling. While I complain about stuff, and there's downside, it is no doubt an exciting time to be a fan. So, um. 
we will see. And Greg still hasn't found it. So I'm October done. October fourth. It is the same week because isn't the AEW October second? I, I think it's the same week. Oh man, that is a big week for that. What first. do you think is going to happen with NXT? Are, are Wednesday night wars upon us? They're going to lo- the, the thing is, how many people watch it live on Wednesday night? Stuff yeah, on the network is not the same. <laughs> I was going to say, like, NXT is tape, but even like AEW, I'm probably going to watch them both, like, recorded on some. You're going to, but early on, you're going to watch AEW live, though. You can't tell me on the first Wednesday you're not watching it live. It depends on what's on Wednesdays, though. I already am settled into, like, a trashy reality TV routine. Oh, you mean, you you mean, can you get out of that with your lady? We've settled into a nice routine. We got Raw on Mondays, SmackDown on Tuesdays. But now, but now. Ratchet Bravo Housewives on Wednesdays. But now you can swap it and do Raw Monday, AEW Wednesdays. And then you probably aren't going to watch SmackDown live on Fridays anyway, unless you're doing nothing. Right. So. But AEW is like, listen, man, listen, they might smash NXT, who knows, but. The, the Ratchet Bravo Housewives is some tough competition. You know I'm what? sorry. <laughs> Housewives of New Jersey is going to be on a win. I can almost guarantee it. And Teresa Judice, Morris. Teresa, I mean, come on. Oh, I'm sorry. I understand. And this is Morris's thought when he hears you saying you'd rather watch Ratchet reality TV. I see. Uh-huh. Listen, Teresa Judice's table work is probably better than – it's up there with Bubba Ray Dudley. I'm I, telling you. I don't know who that is, but – uh, I will do research <laughs> before next week. SGG, do me a favor this week. Stay mage and enjoy yourself. Oh, yeah. And take it easy, man. And RIP Harley Race. It's professional wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. At this time, I would like to introduce in the corner to my left, Majesty. Sweet, sweet Peter Rosenberg. And then I went to makeup and like sat in front of the mirror a little bit and got myself together. Also, ladies and gentlemen, at this time, I would like to introduce. Shout out to that guy, Red. Red Hart is the greatest professional wrestler in the history of the art form. Mutt, 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 Mage.